Hey everybody, welcome to the After Amen podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Tanya, and we are excited to have you here for another episode. So we're just going to jump right in. We hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody! (laughs) Felt like that had some feeling behind it. It had a little bit. A little bit? Yeah. Felt like it had a whole lot more than a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, welcome back. We are um, diving into Daniel chapter 2 today. Um, Probably will not finish Daniel chapter 2. I mean, we'll we'll probably finish reading it, but I just don't know if we'll get done discussing it because it's, it's... Depends on how much you talk. It's a lot. Uh, what is that supposed to mean? Do you think about things before you say them? Absolutely not. Uh, Starting off strong. Yeah, that's <laughs> obvious. And all you listeners, go ahead and say an extra prayer for Josh tonight because he's going to be sleeping in the doghouse with all the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have some... Um, they're not really strangers, but they seem like strangers because they haven't been on the podcast in forever. Maddie and, yeah, Maddie and Quinn are with us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Hey, guys. <laughs> so excited y'all are back. What about the girls? It's for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we're not going to um, put just a great lot of fluff into it this, this uh, episode. At the beginning, we're just going to say... Continue praying for us with the um, Remnant Youth Retreat coming up. It's in three weeks. So um, definitely continue praying with us about that. And um, that's kind of why we are in the book of Daniel. Because we are leading up to the retreat and kind of wanted to go through the book of Daniel. And felt like that was the way the Lord was um, directing us to go. And so we're excited. Um so pray for um, those traveling and that the Lord would really just move on the hearts of these kids. So, all right. So we're going to get into Daniel chapter two and I'm going to skip a few verses because just for time's sake, because this is a really lengthy chapter. Um, again, reading from the new King James version. Um, and we're going to read, we'll read the dream and um, <clears throat> probably go straight into the interpretation so that the Lord revealed to Daniel. So um, I'm going to go ahead and skip down to, let's see. Mm, probably... Well, I'll tell you what, I'll just summarize verses 1 through 13. So, basically, Nebuchadnezzar has had a dream, and he has literally commanded all of the magicians and astrologers and sorcerers, and y'all jump in here and and whatever y'all need to add, but um, to come and to tell him, not only interpret his dream, but his instructions and commands were to tell him his dream and interpret it so he didn't want to just tell him his dream i'm assuming he didn't want to tell him his dream and then them just come up with an interpretation Mm -hmm. you know to save their lives so he basically commands them and he's like you know this is this is what you're gonna do if you don't do it then um Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to cut you in pieces and turn your whole house into an ash heap. Oh, yeah. No big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Nothing. No pressure. No pressure. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, Neb's kind of brutal like that. <laughs> but he says, if you do tell me my dream and its interpretation, and this is in verse 6, I'm going to give you all these gifts and rewards and, um, and give you all this honor. And um, so this is what I want you to do. And... Their response to him was, well, King, why don't you just tell us what you dreamed, mm-hmm. and then we'll tell you what it means. Mm-hmm. Um, so these phonies. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so he mm-hmm. says it again. He's like, no, this is not what I've said. 
this is not what you're going to do. And then, um, in, let's see, where are we at? Verse 12, it says, For this reason the king was very angry and very furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men in Babylon. Jeez. So the decree went out, and they began killing the wise men, and they sought Daniel and his, com and his companions to kill them. Because remember, they had been promoted, mm -hmm. um, you know, because of his obedience in, in the first chapter. So let's just start there reading uh, verse 14. Um, it says, Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Arioch, the, the captain of the king's guards, who had gone out to kill all the wise men of Babylon. He answered him and said to Arioch, the king's captain, Why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. And Daniel went, in, went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek the mercies from God and from the God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men from Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven, and Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his, and he changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and, now, and have now made known to me what we have asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. And I think we need to just kind of stop right there for just one mm -hmm. second, because before he ever goes to the king, you know, he's asked the king for time so that he can ask the Lord to reveal this to him. The Lord reveals it to him. And the first thing he does is not run to the king and say, I've got it, I've got it, I've got it. You know, the first thing he does is worship the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, how many times, and, and let's be honest, and this is a rhetorical question for all of us sitting here, <laughs> it, and it's something for all of the listeners and us to think about, but how many times do we ask the Lord to help us with a situation or a problem, and instead of taking time to thank the Lord and worship the Lord for a little bit because he's given us the answer. Instead of doing that, we immediately go and tell everybody, hey, look at this. Look at, look what happened. And mm -hmm. this great thing happened. You know, so God gave me the, and, and yes, it's great to say God gave me the solution to the problem, but we need to stop and take some time to worship him and, and really give honor where honor is due. Yeah, that's right. So I definitely wanted to point that out. I just love that he immediately began to worship the Lord. Um, <clears throat> verse 24. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. He went and said thus, said, um, said this to him. I think it should say, but it says thus. Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Take me before the king, and I will tell the king the interpretation. Then Arioch quickly brought Daniel before the king and said this to him. I found a man of the captives of Judah who will make known to the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belshazzar. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. <laughs> Are you able to make known to me the dream which I have seen and its interpretation? So the same question. He didn't make any kind of special provision for Daniel. He had to tell him the dream and its interpretation. Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, The secret which the king has demanded, the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, and the soothsayers cannot declare to the king. But there is a God in heaven 
who reveals secrets, and he has made known, made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what will be in the latter days. All right, this is where it gets deep, y'all. Your dream and the visions of your of your head upon your bed were these. As for you, O king, thoughts came into your mind while on your bed about what would come to pass after this. And he who reveals secrets has made known to you what will be. But as for me, this secret has not been revealed to me because I have more wisdom than anyone living. But for our sakes, who make known the interpretation to the king, that you may know the thoughts of your heart. You, O king, were watching. And behold, a great image, this great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest of arms, chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron, and partly of clay. You watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet of iron and clay and broke them into pieces. Then the iron, the clay, and the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found, and the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. This is the dream. Now we will tell you the interpretation of it before the king. You, O king, are king of kings, for the God of heaven has given you a kingdom, power, strength, and glory. And wherever the children of men dwell, or the beasts of the field and the birds of the heaven, he has given them into your hand and has made you ruler over all of them. You are his head of gold, but after you shall rise, after you shall rise another kingdom inferior to yours, then another, a third kingdom of bronze, which shall rule over all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron, inasmuch as iron breaks in pieces and shatters everything. And like iron that crushes, that kingdom will break in pieces and crush the, all the others. Whereas you saw the feet and toes, partly of potter's clay and partly of iron, the kingdom shall be divided, yet the strength of the iron shall be in it, just as you saw the iron mixed with the ceramic clay. And as the toes of the feet were partly of iron and partly of clay, so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly fragile. As you saw iron mixed with ceramic clay, they will mingle with the seed of men, but they will not adhere to one another, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the days of these kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed, and the kingdom shall not be left to other people. It shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms, and it shall stand forever. Inasmuch as you saw the stone was cut off out of the mountain without hands, and that it broke in pieces, the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold, the great God has made known to the king what will come to pass after this. The dream is certain, and its interpretation is sure. Um, and I'll just go ahead and read the last three verses. It says, Then King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face, prostrate before Daniel, and commanded that they should present an offering and incense to him. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and the revealer of secrets, since you could reveal this secret. Then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and chief administrator over the wise men of ba all the wise men of Babylon. Also Daniel petitioned the king, and he set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon, but Daniel sat in the gate of the king. That's a lot to unpack. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it's only the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. So, I guess... Let's start by just kind of the 
significance of everything, I guess. Let's just let's just start at the beginning and we'll just kind of go through and I know Maddie and Quinn, I know y'all just, you know, not long ago wrapped up studying Daniel, so mm-hmm. just jump in wherever. Um He's obviously showing King Nebuchadnezzar what's to come, mm-hmm. you know, in the in the in the world, basically, you know, um, for the rest of time. Yeah, yeah. So my Bible in the footnotes it says that the two most common understandings are that this great image represents either four successive kingdoms, which would be the Babylonian, the Medo-Persian, and the Grecian and the Roman, or four successive reigns, kings over one kingdom. Um, But in what I've studied... Most of what I've studied has has leaned more towards the the four reigns: the Babylonians, the Medo Persians, the mm-hmm. Greek, and the Romans. Romans. Yeah. Um, and the last one hasn't been revealed yet. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. The the feet. Yeah. It hadn't come to pass yet. The others have come to pass, but but the feet hasn't yet. Yeah. So, definitely what we see is God's sovereignty throughout Mm -hmm. the whole dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with the image and the, and the kingdoms and, and all of that, we see that, um, that, uh, He doesn't make it clear, like, who is who mm-hmm. in the representations. But, um, you know, we see that the that in the image, we see that he definitely reigns sovereign over all of them, mm-hmm. no matter who it is. And it's been historically backed up. Yeah. So... Babylon would be the gold uh, or the head, mm-hmm. obviously, because that's, you know, where we start out. Um, Persia would be the silver, the chest and arms. Um, it, you know, if, if this is referring to the, to the right, you know, areas. Greece would be the bronze torso and thighs. And then Rome would be the iron legs. And then that would be followed by the feet, which are iron and clay. Um, And I almost have to wonder if that's referring to the world as we know it now. Because of the instability and, you know, it's it's mixed with a little bit of strength and a Mm -hmm. little bit of... And even if it doesn't refer, even if in his dream it didn't point towards now, yeah, how much does it apply to now? Mm-hmm. You know, some strength, but yet this other part that's completely unstable and and. Well, one one thing like he's talking about the ten toes, and I I feel like maybe the ten toes could be ten superpowers in the world you know that are coming together and but in the final days it's going to be god's kingdom that that reigns yeah i thought it was interesting that um when it talks about the stone from heaven Uh, to strike the feet, I don't even know if it says stone from heaven, but oh, let's see, what did it say? It said something about, let's see, what verse was that? 
um, is it 35? Yeah. It's, yes. It's, yes, that's it. Yeah. yeah, 35 where it says, Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. And the stone that struck the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah, I definitely think that's for sure pointed towards the second coming yeah. of oh, yeah. Christ. I mean, yeah. how could you not see that? But I just, like I said, I have to wonder if the iron and the clay mix, or, or was it was it the iron and the clay mix? Yeah, iron and yeah. clay. Yeah, I don't want to misquote it. Um, but the iron and the clay mix, I almost have to wonder if that, you know, in some way points to what we're seeing now. Yeah. It's kind of like a, if the shoe fits kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And look, this is, this is deep. This is not something Mm -hmm. that, you know, I don't think there's any definitive, clear theological stance on this. I think there's a lot of, um, going this way and that way about about the you know what those four initial representations are whether it's babylonians persians greeks and romans i you know it could be that it could be four kings who knows mm-hmm. um you know I'm certainly no theologian. You can definitely tell that by hearing me talk about this because it is confusing. It is. It is. It is confusing, but I think, and while the dream is significant, what I think is even more significant is Daniel's responses mm-hmm. and the, and the, the consistent obedience that you see within Daniel's heart. Mm -hmm. And then in turn, the consistent rewarding that not that he receives from King Nebuchadnezzar, but that the Lord provides. Yeah. His mind wasn't wrapped up in the, the, the gifts and the rewards from King Nebuchadnezzar. Mm -hmm. It was more, the like I want to be obedient to God, not not because I'm getting rewards, but yeah. because I love God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, think that separated him a lot more. Not just because the others were phony, but like because they had their eyes set on worldly position, you know, possessions and, mm-hmm. and rewards. And Daniel kept his focus on God, mm-hmm. no matter what you know was mm-hmm. coming or whatever. And we had actually talked about that. We kind of looked at it from like Nebuchadnezzar's point mm-hmm. and we talked about it and we were like okay you know at this point he's kind of you, you we kind of start to see like a shift in him and stuff yeah. and so we talked about that like how he kind of shifts where okay you know he put out this decree because he was like one he was desperate because he like he was very troubled from that dream oh, it yeah. kept him up and mm-hmm. you know he couldn't sleep he was troubled he was desperate to get answers and two, you know, he had already been familiar with Daniel and had seen Daniel's character, had seen him, um, and had kind of known a, a little bit about him. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like Daniel's already planted that seed. And so he yeah. was kind of calling their bluff on things and trying to see like, okay, you know, is this God, you know, not to say that he ultimately fell down and worshiped god because it says that he fell down and he worshiped daniel yeah mm-hmm. so you know he started mm-hmm. to put daniel on a pedestal yeah but and we, and we, and we talked about it like yeah. we kind of uh talked about how how he called all these different kinds of people with these different kinds of titles the magicians astrologers sorcerers chaldeans and those are four different kinds of people and like they all each had different quote-unquote giftings yeah and none of them could tell king nebuchadnezzar his dream but it's not it's not about that title like like all of the 
probably the studying that they did mm-hmm. uh, and I, even all that couldn't reveal this dream because that dream wasn't from a book like it wasn't from like a yeah i don't know like it wasn't like some fairy thing like mm-hmm. but it was from god and yeah. all of that research that they did to get that title couldn't couldn't come up with mm-hmm. that so yeah and we see how different daniel was because of because of god mm-hmm. and how close he was and obedient he was to god Mm-hmm. I just wanted to point that out. It, it's he's different from all four of those different kinds of people because of that. Mm-hmm. In in his faith and trust in God, just to be like, all right, tell me the dream mm-hmm. and tell mm-hmm. me the interpretation. He trusted him to give him every single detail that he needed to go in there before Nebuchadnezzar, and he did it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know when we first started talking about the dream. I'll I'll be honest, it is difficult for me because, you know, so many people like this kind of stuff and reading between the lines and -hmm. and seeing the imagery and the the Mm -hmm. things like that just comes naturally to them to see that I... Yeah, that's not me. It goes over my head a lot. It goes (laughs) a lot of symbolism. So if I sounded like I didn't know what I was talking about when we started out, it's because I don't. Yeah, you know, I'm not. I'm not sitting here trying to (laughs) fool anybody. Um, have I read Daniel before? Have I studied it before? Yes, one hundred percent, absolutely have. That doesn't mean that if I go three or four months without reading it and go back to it, I'm not going to have the same trouble again. But. The, the one thing that sticks out to me throughout the entire book of Daniel, and especially in the first probably six chapter, what is it? Is it nine chapters? No, it's, oh, it's actually 11. Yeah, 11 or, or 12. No, it is 12. 12 mm-hmm. is very, very, very yes. short. Yeah. But um, I don't know why I was thinking there was just nine. But... And especially in the first half of the book, for sure. Every time you turn around, Daniel and his friends are being threatened with death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, even in this situation that mm-hmm. we're reading about today. So, in chapter one, they hadn't been threatened with death, but they would have been put to death had they gone against you know, foregoing against what the word or what the king decreed, Mm -hmm. but yet they were willing to do that so they would still line up with what the Lord expected of them. And here we are once again, you know, let's go kill all the wise men because they can't tell Mm -hmm. me what I I need to know. Well, what was Daniel? He was one of the wise men. Mm -hmm. So he was on the chopping block. And once again, in the face of... Death itself. What seemed like certain death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His over the top faithfulness is just, it's inspiring when you read about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, give me the courage of Daniel. Give me the yeah. faithfulness <laughs> of Daniel. Please, Lord, let me be that faithful and mm-hmm. let me be that full of courage. And, and you also, you know, for him to even <clears throat> go through with telling Nebuchadnezzar, hey, your kingdom's gonna fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, cause I would be scared to death <laughs> to be like, "Hey, guess what? Your kingdom's gonna fall, player." I mean, and- not only that, <laughs> but like having a an interpretation to a dream and stuff, and you have no idea what this dream is, but you yeah. are just trusting. Yeah. Like, I mean, I. I feel led to go pray over somebody and the Lord put something on my heart and like, I'm not even facing death, just maybe a little indigestion, but like, <laughs> like oh and it, it literally like scares me to death. I'm like, are oh, you sure Lord? But yeah. like, he You're just steps in like faith. a leaf yeah. and you know, like, did you really tell me to do that Lord? Are you yeah. sure you told me to do that Lord? And you think about somebody <laughs> like King Nebuchadnezzar, whose first response is literally kill everything yeah, and yeah. fury, fury yeah. and rage and head. pride and, <laughs> And when you go to somebody and be like, hey, your kingdom's going to fall, you think, oh, hey, you, I'm going to kill you because my kingdom's not falling. Yeah, right. yeah, exactly. You would think that would be like a prideful response with King yeah. Nebuchadnezzar, but it just, I, like like she said, like it go, like God's sovereign, God's sovereignty was yeah. so evident. There. It was all yeah. over it because, 
again, like, like you know, he could have chopped off his head right there. Right there. But God's so sovereign, and he's involved in every little detail that he mm-hmm. even softened Nebuchadnezzar's heart. Mm-hmm. Where, you know... I just, I just look at it and I'm just, I just think to myself, not once, not twice, but over and over and over again, Daniel shows this insane amount of courage and faithfulness Mm -hmm. and, and it's unwavering, I guess is the best word I can come up with saying, Mm -hmm. um, One of the things that's in the in in a section in the back of in the in the back of the book of Daniel in my Bible, it says, um, even under the threat of death, Daniel gave wise counsel. Understand that stress exposes a person's true heart and character. Okay. Uh, yep. <laughs> there goes my time to say my true character's panic. <laughs> <laughs> and every listener just probably turned me off. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, think about it. it it's so true. Mm-hmm. When we, we, it's in the crushing, it's in the, the pressing that mm. all of that true, your true colors are shown. And sometimes it ain't all that good. Oh, no, no, no. You know? Mm-hmm. A lot of times it ain't all that good. I know with me, one of, I, you know, up until this year, well, up, what, this year, what am I talking about? Up until this month, mm-hmm. <laughs> I have, you know, stress is just not something I carry well. Uh, anxiety is not something I carry well. I deal with it so much. And, you know, for a long time, I was like, Lord, why am I always so anxious? Why am I always so stressed out? Why can I not just relax and know that you have it under control? But at the beginning of this year, and it's so funny that we're talking about this, and I did not read this before we started this podcast, so this is all off the cuff, (laughs) y'all, not scripted. But... (laughs) At the beginning of this year, the Lord gave me the word rest, and he has never given me a word. Like, I've never been one of those people, and there's nothing wrong with it, but I've I've heard a lot of people over the years say, well, I prayed and asked the Lord to give me a word that he wanted me to keep in mind for the year, and I've never been that person, and I didn't do it this year. (laughs) The Lord just gave it to me. (laughs) And it was the word rest. And it has, I have, you know, at, at one point in the year, I had begun to get just almost angry when I heard the word rest. <laughs> like, I was sick of hearing it. Because it wasn't just like the Lord gave it to me. It was everywhere I went. Mm-hmm. Um, even down to a bathroom stall. Not kidding. At a marriage <laughs> conference. Walked into the bathroom stall and there's, this verse right in front of me, and I'm like, really, Lord? Can I not just go to the bathroom? Rest in the restroom. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. <laughs> I see what you did there. But no, oh. my point is that it wasn't until about a month ago that I realized, and I don't even think it's been a month, that the whole reason for that word was so that he could bring me to a place where stress and anxiety wasn't my first response. Mm. Ouch. Yeah. 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 All right, guys, it's been fun. Yeah. But seriously, what if instead of the response that Daniel had and instead of the immediate saying, Hey, I need to tell him to hold off I can give him, or the Lord can give me what I need to give to him, Mm -hmm. basically, Mm -hmm. in so many layman's terms. Yeah. Instead of that response, what if he had wrung his hands and paced the floors and cried over it and 
stressed about it and got anxious about it. And I'm not saying he didn't have any stress because I'm sure his human response was to mm-hmm. was to have some sort of stress response to the fact that if, you know, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you to <laughs> help me with this. And if we don't get this right, I'm going to, you know, I'm dying. I'm turning yep. into an ash heap, you yep. know. <laughs> but what if his response wasn't, trusting God what if his response was like ours and stress and anxiety and fear and mm-hmm. and you know we wouldn't be reading this this book yeah. the way we're reading it that's right see <laughs> it's funny it's funny because I was looking at the prayer board behind you and one of the <laughs> one of the quotes on is from A.W. Towser. It says, prayer will become effective when we stop using it as a substitute substitute for obedience. Mm-hmm. And I, th- <laughs> I think that all through Daniel chapter 1 and chapter 2, that Daniel was obedient. He could have just like prayed and prayed and prayed, but well, if he Lord, wasn't... Take care of the situation yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's through that obedience that... Mm-hmm. God showed his hand and God was there literally in the midst of them. Like, well, not literally there, but y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Like he was, yeah. he was there well, like, I, for Daniel. I think if, if we're, you know, if we're honest, a lot of us use prayer as a cop out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, the Lord's already given us the answer a lot of times. Oh yeah. And the Lord's already given us the direction. But we just choose to be like, eh, well, let me go pray about it a little bit more. But when in reality, he's already told you what to do. Mm-hmm. You just won't step out and be obedient. And I'm preaching to the choir here. It's, I mean, that's it's hard me to all he- over. It's mm-hmm. hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what he's going to say. Oh, oh, Okay, y'all, it's been fun. It's been real. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I have to stay. you got to stay. <laughs> I mean, whoo. Queen's in the fetal that? position. You know what you just said. I don't even know what I said. Okay, all right. Well, we just... <laughs> y'all rewind it. It's all right. <laughs> y'all just rewind if you want to hear it again. It's hard Woo. to hear God's voice when you've already determined what he's going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, that is, that's tough, but it's true. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm learning daily. And, 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 and here's the other thing. You can ask the Lord for something 500 times and not really want it. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to see the results because the Lord knows you don't really want it. Mm-hmm. I'll give you a, Perfect example of this. Perfect example of this. And I'm going to be real vulnerable right here. Mm. Mm, Maybe two or three weeks ago, I prayed a prayer. And it was a very simple prayer. (laughs) Don't laugh. I'm hurting over here. (laughs) I prayed a prayer and I said, Lord, help me to be a better steward Mm. of what you've given me. And literally, that was the prayer. There was no fluff and nothing to it. It was just, Lord, help me to be a better steward. Let me tell you one thing. I must have had my heart right on that one. He said, he said, <laughs> yeah. he said you wanted it, baby. You got it. Let me show you what I'm going to do for you. Mm-hmm. And it has been a financial struggle since that day. But I will tell you one thing. If I have seen the faithfulness of God in any part of my life, I have seen the faithfulness of God in the last three weeks. Mm-hmm. But it all had to do with my heart posture. It had nothing to do with God's faithfulness hasn't changed. He's mm-hmm. been faithful since the beginning. Mm-hmm. But the difference was the posture of my heart there you go. and what I meant when I prayed it. Because mm-hmm. I've prayed that a million times before. Lord, help me to do better with what you've given me, you know. Mm -hmm. But I didn't really want that. The difference was this time my heart posture was Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And we are literally going through the exact same thing. Like financially, 
And it's because we got our heart posture right and we started doing things the way that we were supposed to after realizing, you know, in a loving way that we had been doing it wrong. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, like, I've just had to remember what God told me. He said, favor is not always financial. And I have to remember that because I'm like, okay, I see all these other people who like have their lives together and like they don't have, it seems like they don't have debt. It seems like they don't have this. They don't have that. Like they don't struggle. They live comfortable, you know, comfortably. And I'm like, Lord, you know, I have been doing this right now. We struggling a little bit, but like it's, it's literally a test of faith to make sure that our heart stays in the right place. Knowing that, you know, God is the one who provides everything. Yes. Remembering that we have enough mm-hmm. and that um, our favor or his favor on us is not always going to be, you know, a bunch of money in the bank. It's not always going to be this. It, it's our health. It's safe travels going yes. to and fro. It's being able to go to work, have a job. Mm-hmm. It's being able to wake up and talk to our family every day. Yeah. Like it, there's so many things that the Lord is just continually just blessing us and showing favor on things. I mean, even the Eureka Springs trip, it was supposed to storm the entire time. Mm -hmm. And there was no way that Quinn was (laughs) going to be able to see the passion play. And I, and I was just praying and I was asking God and he was like, the weather's going to be fine. I'm like, Lord, please just, didn't you just hear what I just said? Like the weather's (laughs) going to be fine. And so I was like, okay. And they were like, you know, well, we could do this instead. We could do this. I was like, no, we're going to the play. I said, we're going to do the Holy Land tour. We're going to go to the play. We, Uh, pulled up to the lady who was doing the tickets and stuff and she was like I don't know it's supposed to be bad tonight like not really hopeful about this weather situation not a cloud or a drop of rain in the sky wow and that you can't tell me that's not God you can't tell me and if and if we had not worked on our hearts I'm not sure if that would have happened if, well, and I love how he's in the little things. Mm-hmm. Yes, like, like little things It's not like always that. the big things. Yeah, it's and, a set of lost keys. Right? <laughs> right. And a little prayer prayed yeah, yeah. by somebody's wife that said, Lord, <laughs> just help him find his keys. He's so yeah. frustrated. Just help him find his keys. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call. You know, it's little <laughs> things like it. It's the fact that he's in the little things and it's not these big earth shattering life changing things sometimes it's just the small things and if i'm honest i think we get too wrapped up in everything going on around us to see the little things a lot of times oh my goodness no you're right because it like literally the the day we had our softball game i was looking for my jersey and i couldn't find it and i was sitting thinking like lord help me find my jersey i don't know how it got on the bed I don't know how it got there. I don't because remember. Because it was not there. Because in my mind, I remember folding it and putting it in the drawer. And I look on my I look on the bed and it's there. And I was like, I don't remember that being there. But thank you, Lord. <laughs> but um, I don't want to like, you know, like stray too far from the story. No, but good. like just going along what we're talking about, like in, in Daniel chapter one, you know, with Daniel them being obedient, um, they... You know, with the king serving them, the king gave them like delicacies and wanted them to drink wine. But uh, Daniel refused. He didn't want to defile in chapter eight of uh, chapter one, verse eight. It said Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king delicacies, nor with the wine that he drank. So even though Daniel had had this in his face, he didn't. He didn't compromise with it in his mm-hmm. face, but instead he was obedient mm-hmm. and he ate, you know, he, he ate vegetables and drank water so that he, that would be in better health. Yeah. And so it's, it's just like, uh, it's just the obedience. Like, I, I, I just see it. Like, I don't know. I didn't want to like, you know, no, you're, like you're I'm exactly, <laughs> no, you're exactly right. Cause we talked about that last week. Yeah. We talked about yeah. how. Mm-hmm. Obe- the the obedience is key. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, your heart posture does have to be right. Just like with me praying that prayer about help me to be a better steward. But then there also comes on the other side of that, you have to be obedient. Mm-hmm. If you are not obedient, then the fact that you had good heart posture to start out with has, it, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. You know? 
And it literally will negate the whole, what am I trying to say? The whole um, desire of your heart that you had to begin with. Yeah. Um, because he can't do anything with you if you're not obedient. Well, right. we don't we don't obey something we don't trust. Mm. And when, hmm, all right, yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I feel a conviction, man. Look, like no, I'm gonna go ahead and say it. I'm gonna go ahead and say it because. Oh man! About to come out of that hoodie, I feel, I'm stepping on my own toes. I literally, my body temperature just rose because I, I can't. I can't. She no. said you're gonna come out of that hoodie. In oh, I'm about to because it just got hot over here. But anyways, <laughs> like we just we don't obey something we don't trust. Like we got it. Mm-hmm. He don't necessarily give us all the steps, and we just like I don't trust that because I don't see the whole plan. Like we just want to see the whole plan before <laughs> mm-hmm. we before we step. And God's like, no, I have the plan. I just need you to step. Mm-hmm. And like we just think like God, I don't, I don't trust it. Like because I don't mm-hmm. see all the steps. But it's like you don't trust the steps. You trust me. Yeah. It's like. Mm. Well, I'm going to be quiet. You know, no, I, you're exactly <laughs> right because going back to that little prayer I prayed, and then we'll wrap up with this, but um, back to that little prayer I prayed about being a better steward. If you know me, and don't everybody say amen at one time, but if you know me, you know that financially or, or money, it's not that I have a love of money but my security was definitely in my money mm-hmm. yeah. and if there was a shortage on money I was doing the math like I'm a numbers person like if I knew we were going to be short on bills that week I'm doing the math and I'm like y'all the math ain't mathing you know <laughs> it's just not it ain't lining up there's no way we're going to have enough money for this week to pay all these bills mm-hmm. And when I prayed that prayer, I literally handed him my stress and anxiety over that money situation. And I said, Lord, I want you to teach me to be a better steward of what you've given me. Mm-hmm. And I mean that with no control of mine in the equation. And for the last three weeks, two or three weeks, however long it's been, there's no reason we should have had the amount of money in the account to pay the bills that had to go out. For one reason or the other, whether it was something broke on his truck or or my truck, we had to put a blowing motor in my truck for the AC, um, tires going flat and having to be fixed and all these things coming up, like just unexpected things. Mm -hmm. There's no reason there should have been, according to my piece of paper that I would normally (laughs) keep, the money in the account to cover all these things. Mm -hmm. Do I still keep a budget? Sure I do. But my trust is not in that budget anymore. My trust is in the Lord. That's right. And I am fully aware that it shouldn't have taken me almost 41 years to get to this point. (laughs) But here we are, and I'm very thankful it didn't take me another 41. Yeah. You know? Um, But, again, he is faithful even in the little things. Mm -hmm. And if we can't trust him with the little, then why would he want to give us anything big? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This has been good. We've yeah. all stepped on each other's toes <laughs> and our Absolutely. own. I'm still hot. I, look, <laughs> we will not be I back for a while. <laughs> uh, you a lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know it. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> um, I've stepped on my own toes for a little while, so. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I uh, seriously, mm. we hope that this has touched you we hope that it's spoken to you um Mm -hmm. a lot of times we sit around this table um with microphones in our face and we just basically talk to each other Mm -hmm. um so 
not that we don't love y'all and care about y'all, but a lot of times we're talking to each other and ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um, so, um, and just so y'all know, old Nebby ain't done with his dreams. Mm-mm. No, oh, he Nebby. got some more. No. Oh, oh, Nebby. <laughs> yeah. Nebby. Yeah. Oh, Nebby ain't done with his dreams. We got Nebby that- and Danny Boy. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, it's almost 10 o'clock at night. These people in this house are getting delirious. <laughs> Nebby and Danny boy. Just wow. in case y'all can't pronounce Nebuchadnezzar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, she's a teacher of third grade and about to be in our kids' ministry at church. So and I have the mind of a third grader. <laughs> so they're looking for anything to make it easier to remember how to say stuff. So. <laughs> oh, let's pray, y'all. Quinn, you want to pray us out? Oh, yeah. I'm still trying to cool down. <laughs> Since you already hot. <laughs> I guess. Lord, we just we just thank you for just who you are, Lord. I just thank you for being so sovereign. Mm-hmm. And Lord, I just, man, Lord, just help us to be more trusting. Help us to trust mm-hmm. you more with the mm-hmm. steps. Help us to give you control, Lord, just instead of taking that into our own hands Lord because we don't know we don't know the plans we don't see the bigger picture like you do but Lord I just thank you for just man Lord I I don't have the words I don't Mm -hmm. but Lord just continue to open our ears and open our spirits to teach us Lord we just ask for wisdom and understanding whenever whenever we need it Lord we love you we just pray that this episode reaches who it needs to Mm -hmm. And Lord, hmm, keep teaching King, uh, King Nebby and keep using old Danny boy. Amen. <laughs> He's his name. Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another episode of the After Amen podcast. We would like to invite you to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at After Amen Podcast, or you can send us an email at afteramenpodcast at gmail.com. And you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Pocket Cast. Thanks for joining us. <laughs>